It is Wednesday, April 20th, 2022. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. And so April 20th is better known as what? Uh, I don't know. Maybe you know. You just messed up. Didn't unmute yourself from AMP. Have you been sparking no. a little bit of the devil's lettuce no, this early morning? No, 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 no. I, I have to work for a living. I got a lot going on. You know, all that sort of stuff. But happy 420 to everybody out there. Yeah. People are celebrating. No doubt about that. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know, I started my um, collegiate career at the University of Michigan, where this is a very big day up there because of Hash Bash, which is a very famous day. Um, okay. n- n- enough said. Okay. I might be celebrating after the show. How about that? Great. Maybe. I love it. I love it. We want to thank everybody that is joining us on the AMP app. As always, we will be getting to your questions and your comments and your concerns about the baseball world coming up in mere moments. But make sure you hang tight for that. Uh, In the meantime, a lot to get through. And let's start up in Queens, where the New York Mets had a doubleheader sweep of the San Francisco Giants. Scherzer took a no-no into the sixth in the nightcap of his Mets home debut. So now they're nine and three. In your opinion, is there something special brewing in Queens? I mean, we, we talked about this uh, during the offseason. They, they brought in just a, a bunch of excellent ball players, some excellent humans there, and we weren't sure if it was all going to work together. Uh, and so far, it's just worked together. And mind you, this is without Jacob deGrom, okay? We talked about the importance of having a stopper, having a guy like Scherzer there. Uh, he's doing what he needs to do. Last night was incredible going up against Logan Webb. But really, that lineup has come to life. They have seven guys with an OPS plus over 100 right now. I mean, that is deep. That's what you need to get going um, and taking two from the Giants. You know, it's hard to win two against anybody uh, on a double header, but to go and do it against a team that, you know, seemingly one of the better teams in baseball right now, uh, it's very impressive for the Mets. Like I said, we weren't sure how this soup was going to come together, but it's tasting good, especially on 420, Chris, especially on 420. So, you know, if the question is, is there a little magic brewing out there? I would say yes, because all you have to do is look at the, at the back end of the, first game of the double dip yesterday kind of realized you know Lindor makes that play he pulls Alonzo off the bag Uh, originally uh runners ruled safe they challenge it they give it a look and somehow Alonzo I don't know how he became stretch Armstrong but was able to stay on the bag and it was remarkable I know there were a lot of Giants fans out there that said in the Bay Area television view it looked like he was off the bag I don't personally think he was I thought he had a toe tap on the bag and then Lindor ends up getting the walk-off knock. And I think that is so huge because if they can get Lindor back to what he was in Cleveland, yeah. that's like trading for an MVP candidate. And he was already in-house. He'll be the first one to admit he was not good the first half of last year. He was well over an 800 OPS in the second half of the season. So he started to reflect kind of the Cleveland numbers. But I think he just felt more comfortable. Sometimes when guys get big dough, it does weird things to him. And, you know, he's a guy that he's been – you know, called Mr. Smile his entire career. And there were a lot more frowns the first half of the last season than there were smiles. Yeah, I think that's a product of also going from the Midwest to a New York team. Like, it's just different. Media is different. People are different. Um, you know, I'm not going to say you tend to smile less in New York City, but maybe maybe you do. I don't know. But he's having a good time right now. Dom Smith, if he gets it going, which he will, they could have eight guys uh, in that lineup that are above average, according to OPS+. Plus. That's incredible. Polar Bear Pete, you got to give him all the credit, like you said, for that play. Um, you know, I sometimes I 
I don't give Pete enough credit for like what he brings to the game. He is just a walking ball of energy. His reaction after they called him out was awesome, dude. Yeah. Like, and sometimes I don't know why in my mind I, I label him as, I don't want to say the word corny. He's not corny, but like, I just, I haven't dived deep enough into the Pete Alonzo pool. I'm diving in because I really like what he does. I saw the home run derby. We were at the home run derby last year. And then to see like all the reactions that he has, this guy just loves playing ball. And that, he, he that's does. near and dear to my heart. But I understand it because it looks sticky. If you don't, if you're not buying that's it, that's his DNA and that's who he is, then it looks like a shtick. And then you're like, ah, oh, it's cheesy. It's his DNA. But it is, it is his DNA. And I love it. I love it that the guy really, you know, it's hard to get fired up over all 162 games, but it feels like he is fired up. He's fun. He's energetic. And I do think that there's something special going on. Let's move from coast to coast. Uh, not sure if everybody had a chance to see it. Last night, first inning, Reds, Padres, play at the plate. Tyler Stevenson, the big old catcher for the Reds, gets plowed over by Luke Voigt, held onto the baseball. He is out. Uh, somewhat of a controversial play. Afterward, a lot of the Reds were upset, including the former Padre, Tommy Pham, who said he, he said the slide was fucking dirty. That's what he called it. And then he said, hey, listen, I know a guy who's got a gym here in San Diego. If Voigt wants to settle it the old-fashioned way. So let's let's break this down. There's a lot of moving parts with this whole thing. Let's start with the ball player. Was it a dirty slide? It's it's tough. You, you have to put yourself in Voigt's shoes and Stevenson's shoes. You know, the ball's coming up. He gets the ball clearly, you know, way in time, like almost like too much time. So he goes, kind of gets in front of the plate. If you're the runner there, there's nowhere for you to go. You can just pull up and get tagged. You can't run the catcher over anymore. You have to try to get to the plate. And then when you see the tag coming up towards like the top of your chest near your face where it was, I mean, it's kind of like instinct to one, you know, block that, like try to like save yourself. And two, like there's the ball right there. Like just kind of like give it one of these. I think that's what Voight was doing. In my opinion, that's what it looks like. He was sliding, saw the glove come up and the arms were protecting him. And then also at the same time, like instinctually, you just kind of want to like get the guy to drop the ball. Cause you know, most guys, you know, grew up like being able to go in a little bit harder than we can now to all the bases. It's still ingrained in a lot of players. And I think that's kind of what happened. It was a split second decision. He had to try to get to the plate, save himself. But then also there's that ball kind of looks like he brought the arms down there. I wouldn't go so far as to say it was, it was dirty because I think a, a lot of guys react that way when you get in that situation that White was in. Yeah, I mean, I have to defer to you. I mean, I've never had a, a split-second decision at a plate in a big league game like that. So, I mean, I'll defer to you. But I can understand why the Reds thought it was dirty. Because when you slow it down, which you can't do in real time, but when you do, it does look like he's doing a little bit of this and there's an extra slap at it. And it sucks because Stevenson just got put on the concussion list. It's something he dealt yeah. with five or six years ago as well. And so, listen, the, things have not gone well for the Reds everything from their offseason moves to the way they've gotten a slow start out of the gate. And it does suck. It sucks for them. And um, Tommy Pham, listen, I like his energy that he brings. Now, I'm not so sure that I want to see a fight between he and Luke Boyd. Oh, I'd I might. be great. I, would. I, I might. You know, I, if so, I would like to have John Boy um, Media produce it and and bring it to everybody because I think that we would do – I think we'd, we would do it justice, don't you think? I want to be on the undercard. Who can I fight? No, you're not a fighter. You're not. I'm, a fighter. I'm really not, especially today. Uh, today of all days, Trev, get with it. Come on, man. 
no, no, we're not no. fighting today. Yeah, we've talked a little bit about this. You, you know, you had a, you talked about how somebody <laughs> called you out at a party in high school, and you had a fight, and so you had to deck them and all that sort of. And we've we've already gone over my fight scorecard: zero and three all the time. It's not pretty. It's not pretty. Left. I'm too skinny to fight right now. If I was, you know, back in my days, when I was a little muscular. Okay, I'm too skinny now. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. By the way, does something happen? They've got a day game out there. Reds are wrapping up a West Coast swing. This, first of all, Voight's not going to be in the lineup, right? Bob, I, I doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. That's usually gonna, what happens. He'll, he'll sit today. Right. So nothing's going to happen, right? I hope not. Like I said, like I, I get it. Like you can, it's just when you get faced with that situation, it's just kind of like instinct taking over. I don't think Luke Voight went in there when he was rounding third base. Like, I'm going to go. I'm going to go mess this guy up. I don't think that was the case at all. I think it was just a split second decision spur, like in the moment reaction type thing. I feel bad for Stevenson. He actually replied to a John boy media tweet that showcased it and was like, all that matters is he's out baby. So yeah. good for him. Hope yeah, you're okay, hope, bro. Yeah. I hope he's we, feeling uh, well and hopefully we'll see him back in a week or so. We follow each other on Twitter. My bad. And I got a lot of your rookie cards. So have you met him in person? I haven't. He is a giant. I saw him at Reds camp. He is enormous. He's one of the biggest players in the game. I could not believe how big he was. What? I got to look him up now. Here we go. What's going on with this? Yeah, but it, I don't even think the numbers do him justice. His hands, it looks like he doesn't need a catcher's mitt to catch back there. That's how big his hands are. I was like, Jesus, where'd they build Ooh. you? I mean, yeah, he's prototypical. This guy might, might as well be a starting quarterback in the NFL. 6'4", 225. I mean, that's what you need uh, right he's, there. He's got to be more than 225 i couldn't believe oh really oh he looks huge he is huge that's a big boy and there aren't a lot of catchers that are that size so i mean stevenson he could he could stick up for himself tommy right like well that's the better fight stevenson versus protocol if he's in concussion protocol probably not by the way very quickly it's been about a decade since we had the buster posey rule enacted you're okay with it right yeah i i I think the game is better when all the best players are on the field. And I understand there are guys who don't like it, who think it's just part of the game and you have to learn how to, you know, maneuver around the bases. And for a while, I probably thought that too, just because that's the way I was brought up. But then you start to understand like, dude, you just want to see these guys play. And like one, it's not even like a catcher or a middle infielder can do something wrong. If there is some idiot out there that wants to hurt you, they can hurt you. And I've seen it in the minor leagues, man, there has been the minor leagues are where everything bad happens regarding that guys, you know, fighting for their lives, going into the base, doing anything they can. Um, That's, uh, that's the argument to that is you can do everything right. And some idiot can just come and try to blast you and your career can be over. So I'm okay with it. Yeah. So two things. Um, I don't like the mentality that, well, yeah, we, that, that should be a part of the game. I'm with you. Like, I missed Buster Posey the year he was hurt. I missed him. I loved watching him play. And if there's a rule that can, be, that can be put in place that will keep him on the field, I'm all for it. I'm all for the quarterbacks getting protected in the NFL. Yeah. You know, that people bitch and moan about that each and every Sunday, and I have to hear that too. And one other thing. I learned how to block the plate when I was on the Best Damn Sports Show, period. We had Torrey Hunter. There was one year, I forget, he blew up totally blew up a White Sox catcher one year and it was not AJ Pierzynski it was somebody else and we had Pierzynski and Tory Hunter on his guests and so Pierzynski was teaching me how to block the plate so I got all geared up and 
Tori's probably only 25 feet from me, but he starts coming at me and he launched me like feet off the ground. And I almost hit my head on our back wall. I would have been knocked out. It would have been over. So just that little bit, dude didn't start from second base. He started 25 feet away. There are just guys who know how to go into bases. Like when I was playing, there were certain dudes who just had the correct speed or the right form. I don't know what it was, but they could blow up dudes at second base, blow up the catcher. Um, as a shortstop, I wasn't concerned about it much because you're coming into it. The whole play is right in front of you. Like guys aren't going to get you as a shortstop. You can jump over them. You can maneuver. Right. It's the second baseman that really has to deal yep. with it. So when, when you have to plant your freaking front foot, and stay in there and make a throw. And some guy is trying to chop your legs down. It's scary, man. Yeah. So By this the way, rule is for the best. Our producer, Dan Rook, if you can find that old best damn video of Tory Hunter bowling me Tory. over, you're going you're gonna to get a little something extra in your check, courtesy of Jimmy and Jake. Just going to Tory say. was one of those guys that could blow oh. Oh. MFers up. Yeah. And also go find the shot where uh, the White Sox, I forget what backup catcher he just destroyed. It was incredible. Well, today's edition of Baseball Today is presented to you by our friends over at Muggsy. Muggsy Jeans has made a huge difference in my life. Talk about it all the time. My weight fluctuates. I'm sure a lot of you guys out there have the same sort of problem. So if you're a little heavier than you want, Muggsy Jeans will expand with you. They got that special material that just likes to grow in your relationship. If you're at your perfect weight, they still look great. You know how some jeans, if you get a little bit smaller, they look too baggy. And then all of a sudden you got to wear like six belts just to keep it up. That's not the way Muggsy jeans rolls. So what I want you to do is I want you to look great and I want to save you money. So you head on over to Muggsy.com. Use the promo code today. You're going to get 10% off your entire order. That is 10% not off a of one pair of jeans, but your entire order. And the thing I love most about it, it's got a color for everybody out there. Like you don't just have to get your basic blue jean. I got the charcoal gray. There's all sorts of stuff that'll cover the, cover the rainbow. So you can add multiple pair of jeans to your wardrobe. It's going to be absolutely unbelievable. Once again, it is Muggsy.com. Use the promo code today. Get 10% off your offer right now. All right. Um, speaking of destroying, have you noticed what the Colorado Rockies are doing? They're off to an eight and three start. Big day on Tuesday. Kyle Freeland, the homegrown product, literally a top 10 draft pick. And from there in the Denver area, he agrees to a multi-year extension. And then uh, they end up taking the first two games and a three-game set against the Philadelphia Phillies. In your opinion, could Colorado surprise us the way that the Giants did a year ago? And I'm not talking about winning 107 games, but I'm talking about being in contention, at least in terms of a wild card. I, I don't think so, Chris, uh, unfortunately. You know, they've had some guys carrying this team, and it's not Chris Bryant, uh, although he's been pretty good. I think that they take his performance right now. C.J. Crone's the guy that uh, has really been carrying this team. 14 RBIs and six home runs already. Um, we talk about the Rockies. We mentioned, you know, they got some pitching there. You know, Marquez obviously just locked up Freeland. He needs to kind of get it going. Cool's uh, been really good this year. Senzatella has been really good. You know, so they have some pitchers, kind of their strong point. And also, you know, they can they win at home. And I think right now, what are they? They're eight and three. I think they've they're six and three at home and two and on the road. So they they know how to play at home. And uh, I, I I love I'm rooting for the guys on the Rockies and I love the people of Denver, but I don't think this is sustainable. I don't think they're going to be in the run for a wild card unless they start adding more pieces. I think this is a case of a really, really nice start 
uh, and one guy really driving in a ton of runs and carrying your team. And that's good. And it happens from time to time, but it's not sustainable for, you know, 162. So I think the Rockies have a ways to go. Um, but, you know, if you're a Rockies fan, I could see how you could, you can buy into it. So if you want to go ahead, in my opinion, I, I just, I don't see it happening um, by the end of the year. Okay. So a few things. I love Buddy Black. Uh, I've had a good relationship with him for 15 years. Uh, I love Kelsey Winger. I am happy for her because there is nothing worse than covering a team that sucks on a daily basis. You are nice. I'm just going to we'll see you in fourth place at the end of the year. And that's not to be mean. The Dodgers are the best yeah. team in baseball. The Giants are following up and they're saying that that 2021 wasn't a fluke. The Padres are going to be there all year. So this is not a slight on you guys. If you're the fourth best team in that division, that's still a pretty good baseball team. I think that they're going to improve Chris Bryant. Yes, he's hitting the ball. He's just not hitting it for power. He hasn't had a homer. He doesn't have a lot of doubles. So once that gets going, that'll be good. Charlie Blackman just got his first homer. It's really been, as you mentioned, um, CJ Crone and Connor Joe. And it's been those two guys. And the bullpen has been really nice surprise. It really has. Um, I'm happy for all those guys. Lawrence and Godot and Bard all out of the pen have pitched well. Fine. I'll root for you. I think it's cool. See you in fourth place. Hey, they played 600 ball at home last year. Okay. Like oh, I know. And they're doing it again this year. So they, right. They figured it out at home. Two right. on and the road. Play, I don't know. Here, and they'll play 400 in there. They'll play 400 ball on the road, which will make them a 500 team and a fourth place team. Hey, I wrote down in my notes, the Kelsey Wingard effect. And I forgot to say it. And now I'm mad at myself, but go Kelsey. Okay. Let's go. She's the best in the business. Hey, sometimes Rose is here to clean it up. I'm here. What were the you, Braves right? thinking? What were they thinking? Well, not the Braves, but no. You know. Let's not get into that. We don't okay. want to get into business. Go, uh, Kels. Go, Kels. All right. Bigger story for the Yankees on Tuesday that Garrett Cole threw a career low one and two thirds in his start, or that New York's pen recorded the final 22 outs without giving up a run in their 4 2 victory. Shout out the bullpen. You know the relievers are my guys. They come in. They, they do the cleanup job. They're ready to play every day at a minute's notice, just like in this game. But the bigger story is obviously Cole and kind of where he's been, you know, over the, the season. Um, you know, there was the four-minute delay that cost him, you know, his headspace. And then there was more delay in this game. And it was cold and he couldn't find a grip on the ball. So I think, you know um, – and this is okay. This happens to ball players. Sometimes mentally, you know, you need to figure it out. And, um, you know, you have to get past some of the things that you need to get past in a ball game, like a delay or the weather, like especially early in the season. Uh, but it can creep up on you and it can affect the way you play. I think that's what's going on with Cole right now. Uh, but give him some time. I, I want to make sure that everyone knows this is not like – oh, you, you pay $300 million for a guy that's going to have a six ERA. It's just not going to happen. Cole will figure it out. Matt Blake will figure it out. Um, but, you know, you have to be concerned. Obviously, like, if you put all your chips into your ace, like like Garrett Cole is for the Yankees, uh, you don't want to see him come out and start the, the season like this. That's not the headlines you want to have. So I understand Yankees fans' frustrations, but I think that he will figure it out and it will happen sooner than later. And he will be the dominant force that he is because it just doesn't go away like that. That's not how it works. Um, so you can be concerned. That's fine. Uh, because I think he does need to, you know, sit down, take a deep breath and kind of reset himself, but he will. 
he'll be okay. And uh, at the end of the year, those numbers will be looking mighty fun. By the way, it is 5.50 a.m. Hawaii time where Ploof is. And listen, the birds are chirping again. And that just coincides with this discussion because I was laughing last night watching Yankees Twitter, laughing about how Garrett Cole sucks. And he's, you know, we have another seven years of the deal and all that sort of stuff. Stop. Enough. He'll be fine. Even if he isn't like elite elite, he's still going to be a top 10 pitcher in the American League at worst. Like that's his floor every year. Okay. Look at the rest of what you guys have. How many teams at this time of year could get 22 outs from their bullpen and not give up a run? Be proud of that. Be happy. Like I would be. And they won the game. Exactly. I would be thrilled if I were the Yankees that we haven't hit. We're the damn. We got lucky because Josh Donaldson hit a mile pop-up that the Tigers kicked around the infield and scored two runs on. And your ace has stunk so far. And you're still fine. Like, I'd be excited about that. That's stuff that, because you know he's not going to stink. You know at some point they're going to hit. So what? Take your fortunate wins and your 22 outs from your bullpen and a great job by Clark Schmidt who gets his first major league win and just enjoy it. Like, enough out of you people. Why you have to be so negative all the time? Leave that for old grumpy people like me. I think you it's okay to be a little bit negative. I mean, this is this is your ace. You gave this guy all this money. He didn't, he's, they didn't he, he's, can we clear this up? They didn't give him shit. The Yankees gave him. You didn't give him yeah. anything. Well, there's that whole dis- there's that whole discussion about the we usage of fans. I'm okay with it. Uh, oh, I'm okay with that too, but not when it comes to we gave him the money. Like we, like when you're rooting for the team, it's absolutely we, but you didn't give one penny to Garrett Cole and don't give me the whole, well, our tickets pay for that stuff. The TV money pays for him. Keep going. I think mainly what Yankee fans are talking about, and this is what I got off of my Yankee Twitter experience last night. Cause I also was, you know, I follow some Yankee fans, uh, you know, even, even, even Jimmy, you know, he's, he's more worried about Cole making excuses. Uh, you know, I think he put out a tweet yesterday, like, what's he supposed to do? Overcome something like so that's where we're at with him. Like he does need to get out there and and at least like you can have stuff bother you. That's OK. But in the media, just. Just own up to it. I mean, that's all you have to do as a ball player. If you couldn't feel the ball because it was too cold. Sure. Tell your teammate that or your bullpen catcher or whatever, like somebody tell your wife. But like, don't go to the media because it's they're just people are just gonna run with it, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay to have those thoughts, just don't share them in the media. Like, at this point, no, that part I'll agree with a thousand percent. Plus, that gets a little tired in the clubhouse. I have to imagine when you hear everyone's I, dealing with the same elements. Right. That's that's kind of what's going on. And the bullpen came in and went twenty two outs and didn't have a problem with it. And right, yeah. okay. Uh, Dodgers, um, beaten by the Braves. So their seven game winning streak was snapped. Great job by Max Freed. Uh, perfect. Through, mm. What was it? Six or something. And he was great. Uh, in his return home, Kenley Jansen locked down 12 pitch three out save in the ninth. And, uh, that was great news for the Atlanta Braves. I thought much needed win for them, but something that was cool. Kendrick Lamar, not only at the game, he was not in a suite. He was not in the hoity-toity seats near Mary Hart behind home plate. He was hanging with the people in the right field pavilion, which was freaking awesome. So have you ever run into a celebrity somewhere where you, you weren't expecting it? And then 
all of a sudden somebody pops up. You're like, oh, this is kind of cool. This is going to be a strange one. First of all, shout out Kendrick, LA's own. Like he is at the top. Yeah, that is a guy album coming out soon, I believe. So mm-hmm. this was nice. Yeah, the bleachers. If you want to be with the people in Dodger Stadium, like the real experience, bleachers. Okay. Um, this is this is gonna be weird though, okay? Because it's kind of like not a great story. It's kind of has like a sad ending, hmm. but I'm here, so it reminded me of it. Last the last time I was here in Maui, sitting around, I'm like, I know that guy. It was Jose Reyes. Okay, about two days later, he story came out. He got arrested here. God, yes, that was horrible. <laughs> so I was here. I, I I think I don't even know if I said hi to him because he was like doing his own thing. I was doing my own thing. But then a couple of days later, I, I was surprised to see him here. And then that came out. So kind of weird story to tell. Not a great ending right there. I'm sorry, but I just got reminded of it. So I've got a couple of them, <laughs> but they so the, the first Super Bowl I ever uh, covered was Super Bowl 37 between the Buccaneers and the Raiders in San Diego. And so I covered it for best damn during the week. And then I got tickets to the game on Sunday. Who's sitting in the row behind me, Adam Sandler. And exactly as you would imagine t-shirt and sweatpants, right? I mean, like that's how he shows up on Jimmy Kimmel. So of course he's going to go to the Super Bowl. Look at that way. That was cool. The next year, Super Bowl 38 down in Houston, where the Patriots beat the Panthers on a last-second kick. Um, Brooke Burns was doing some work for us on Best Damn. She was dating Bruce Willis at the time, so they were sitting right near us. I went and bought Bruce Willis a beer. Kind of a cool thing. And then earlier this year, we were playing high school ball. Brady is a sophomore. We were playing another school. Guy comes up, says, Chris? I said, yeah. He goes, Ron Shelton, the famous director, Bull Durham, all sorts. Of, no, all right. No, no, you're not. You're not a Bull Durham fan. Ish, I guess. I've seen it. Oh my god, shame on you! You call yourself a baseball player. <laughs> I do. Arguably the best baseball movie ever. But we can have that comment for another. If time. we're if we're starting to share celeb stories, I mean, I got I, well, I got just, a bunch. But... Yeah, I'm just saying like where you wouldn't expect them to be. You know, one time Vanessa all. Hudgens was in my backyard. Well, OK, too long ago. Yes, but that's because she came over with Cole and you invited. Oh, right? That's right. right. That's right. It wasn't Thanks just for the invite, her. by the way. Appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks, Dude, that bro. was a, a legendary session with me, Arch, Backyard, Brad, Cole Tuck. Who, somebody else might have been there. I don't know feel bad if i leave somebody out but huh. Vanessa, funny. i'm still waiting for the text on this phone not coming yeah through. you weren't getting that was that was an elite group right there thanks i didn't make the elite cut <laughs> what do you have coming up on john boy media before we start taking the calls on amp and thank you everybody for waiting patiently yeah thanks guys uh talking baseball comes out today or it's already out uh, our midweek episode three topics my topic was uh gushing over miguel cabrera as he is closing in on the 3000 hit milestone a beautiful article written by Stephen Nesbitt of The Athletic uh, has a bunch of quotes, including uh, your boy, Miggy Rojas, who had some awesome stuff to say about uh, Miguel Cabrera. So uh, go check that out. Jake talked about something ridiculous. I forget what it was, but really good episode. Um, yeah, it came out today. So what about you? Um, Rose Rotation with Lucas Giolito is still out. Uh, usually we drop Monday, Thursday this week because of a scheduling snafu. We have to drop Friday. So we are taping Nick Castellanos tomorrow. 
and then that'll drop on Friday. So we're looking forward to that. Okay. Um, Special shout out to Dan Rourke. Those of you that are joining us on our YouTube channel and or our podcast format, remember, download the AMP app wherever you get your Apple products. Join us each and every weekday, 1130 Eastern. We chop it up live with everybody. So make sure you tune in then. And if not, we'll see you next time here on Baseball Today.